Hello and welcome to another episode of 10x Hacks for Startup and Venture Success. This is your host Veera Patil and today we are listening to part 2 of the podcast with Uttam Ramamurthy of Cerner India Corporation and he is at the forefront of cutting-edge AI research on next-gen AI platforms. In the last episode, he spoke about challenges related to data curation of unstructured and structured data, privacy and explainability issues. In the current uh, part of the podcast, he addresses exciting avenues in healthcare on voice prescription, on uh, COVID use cases and a lot more. So let's get started. That becomes a starting point of it. So that's how the platform makes it easy for you to consume a data, which is unstructured and at different places. You bring it together, you make it into a normal structured format and make it easily available for them. So this is where I'm talking about the complexities, which we are trying to make it easy for any consumer. Here, the consumer is my data scientist or a data analyst who wants right. to work on the data and draw insights out of it. So this looks, I, I talked to you in two minutes on this, but in reality, it's very scary, right? I need to, I have a different pipeline for my Word documents. I have a different pipeline for my images. I have a different pipeline as to how I want to process a video which is coming in. And right. yeah, and each one has a different challenges and different limitations which goes with it. So um, that's where, um, that's from a platform perspective, but from an EDA perspective, right? Um, drawing insights, right? I can I can have different lenses put to that same data, the way yeah. I look at it. I can visualize yeah. the data in different ways to give me different insights to it, right? Yeah. And uh, I'll give a very uh, uh, very simple example, right? Like we uh, we do a lot of hospital work, right? So emergency department is a very scarce resource we want to manage and make it more effective, right? We want to know how and what resources are needed at what time, and uh, it's when we are talking about uh, emergency department, it's uh, we don't even think sometimes that a weather data would be a very good input for us to identify yes. uh, how we model the emergency department, right? So yes. identifying that weather plays a key factor for the number of visits which happen on a given day in an emergency department needs some research to be done. Yes. Right. I'm just taking one example there. So these are the kind of uh, exploratory explorations that needs to be done on that data. That takes a lot of time because once we get that data that we know that these are my influences for this yeah. particular output, which I'm looking at, it's very easy for me to take it forward and um, prepare a model for me on that. So that's what I was talking about, the EDA part of it. Thank you for listening to the podcast 10x Hacks for Startup and Venture Success. This is your host, Bida Patil. I'm bringing you interviews of investors and founders from Silicon Valley and across the globe. This podcast takes a lot of time and effort, so please support this by uh, liking and sharing this post and signing up to, and subscribing to my podcast and my LinkedIn page on 10x Hacks. Thank you very much. You did mention about uh, automation of AI. That's kind of scary. <laughs> you know, automation uh, for AI is scary for me because I'm not truly convinced about deep learning. It's just a very reward-centric learning. 
mm-hmm. there is little bit of non human aspect to it so like it's a machine driven reward driven where does human come into play in this ai automation you know the explainability the data bias the predictability these are scary waters <laughs> so yeah. can you tell me about that yeah i think uh, i think uh, uh, i take a different approach to it right like what you're talking about could be a complete automation right? right for me it's a different perspective what i feel is there are knowns and there are unknowns the unknowns right. is the thing which you are talking about right now which we we have no clarity about it or we are developing the clarity on it but what i am concentrating here with the automation ai is where we have clarity right and right. for example i am just saying that automation is there's a lot of process in ml where we do repetitive tasks we do it right. again and and it is not reaching a stage where i'm going to uh, implement it in such a way that it's going to uh, be impacting a life or death kind of thing so there is a lot of scope and there is a lot of phases so if you look at it i was talking about different uh, phases in which we are going to automate them it's not there yet so yeah. but that doesn't mean that we should stop uh, or we should not even do that right? there is a lot of scope for us for example i talked about the eda right it's a repetitive process there's a lot of steps within that i can just automate it wherein the what they did manually to get four different lenses of the same data i can automate for them that they click a button it automatically comes but looking okay. at the lens interpreting that and choosing what is the right one for them it's human still i see right. i see but yeah. but now the we are something called as reinforced learning so whenever yeah. that user is actually selecting one we are capturing that data which becomes an input for us to automate that in the future but it. it's a phased way so even i'm scared I, right the automated it's pretty scary there but it's going to happen over time it's not going to happen right away yeah yeah so this is nice like uh, you're doing it in pockets and you have human intervention in the right places that's yeah. uh, sounds pretty reassuring but uh you know it's such a huge challenge to please the fda or your health authorities about this because they come from the medical world medical devices world and ai is like probably like a software as a device or something like that so you know uh, you must have faced a lot of challenges so uh, you want to talk about some uh, how you dealt with them and what it's like out there i don't want to go into details part of it but i i have agree with what you are saying right like uh, for example that's the re- uh, not an example that's the reason healthcare adoption of new technologies always slow because right. it i don't i don't complain on it it's needed right you need regulations because it directly deals with life and right. so it need to be very careful and how we want to progress it that again comes back to my other um, talk that we can't neglect the growth and the changes that we need to do for it so what what we are looking at is even though we are slow adopters of new technology but we are adopting and bringing it like for example what you said like right, fda approval for uh, maybe one of my ai inventions may take 5 to 7 years yes right yes. with the ever changing world where we live in 5 to 7 years is like ages for us right it's a long time that we bring in a new innovation to the end consumer of it so there are challenges with that and uh, i think it's not not just a problem for us uh, it's a problem across healthcare and, and there are a lot of leaders uh, who are taking this up and going and trying to see can we reduce the time but still 
keeping safety at the center of all these things. So right. I think one of the other concepts which I wrote about it is the explainability there, right? So yeah. what we are trying to build is um, how do we how do we bring this team, right? Like uh, even doctors, nurses whom we work with day in and day out, they don't like these kind of changes. It's very scary for them. Like you said that, right? And yeah. convincing them or giving them the visibility to showcase how it's going to make their life better. So one of the key things in healthcare is the physician burnout, which is a key focus area that we are trying to solve with a lot of AI capabilities that we want to build them. So I believe that, right, from a personal point of view, if I show value to you, to any consumer, I mean to say, so if I showcase how your life can be better if you adopt the new changes which I'm talking about, there's not, there's no not going to be a resistance for it it's just that uh, that clarity yeah. that understanding of what we are trying to make them adopt is needed and that's where um, explainability is coming to a bigger picture wherein if i say that uh, this patient is a high risk for diabetes right that is just one statement nobody believes me but if i say that these are their vitals which are driving my prediction to say that they might become um, the level one, level two, level three, right? Diabetics for that part of it. It gives a lot more confidence for the physician to take my suggestion, right? So we are at a state where we are suggestive right now. We are not, we want to be prescriptive, but it's going to evolve, right? That is the phase we want to go in, wherein we prescribe things wherein still a human intervention happened to bring it into effect. But okay. even reaching a stage, right? Like uh, we are doing a lot of uh, innovations with voice, right? Like mm -hmm. if if I and you are talking, right? Like we, we can virtually uh, define the action items which came from our conversation. What were the goals? What were the uh, main activities that we captured with that? And what are the follow-ups we needed for it? For example, I think in CHC, our company is going to present our new voice, voice scribe, virtual scribe, which uh, we want to bring in wherein if if a physician is doctor to a patient, all his vitals, his um, conditions, his prescriptions, everything can be captured, automated. That once I know that this doctor says that you need this prescription, I have an order ready for him of that right. particular prescription. Just clicks on it, he accepts it or he rejects it, both ways. Right. And it right. goes forward. So this reduces the physician burnout drastically. So right. if you look at my blog, I talk about a stage wherein I don't see any hospitals in near future who don't have some part of AI embedded into the way they interact with the systems, EMR or the EHR. It's going to, uh, maybe maybe US will, or the European nations are going to adopt it faster at a different rate. And the developing, or I think India is a developed country right now. So we are going to start adopting it different routes for it. Like, I think COVID is a very good use case. Um, I want to talk yeah. about it. Uh, yeah, the, go ahead. Yeah, the, the teleconsultancy, right? It became a huge hit and the startup companies did that. So this is again the say, a scenario where I'm talking about people have to be futuristic. They have tools for it, but the consumption happens with the maturity. COVID right. forced that maturity. Right. Thank you for listening to the podcast 10X Hacks for Startup and Venture Success. This is your host, Vida Patel. I'm bringing you interviews of investors and founders from Silicon Valley and across the globe. 
This podcast takes a lot of time and effort, so please support this by uh, liking and sharing this post and signing up to and subscribing to my podcast and my LinkedIn page on 10x Hacks. Thank you very much. So, what's going on in telehealth? You you seem pretty excited. Uh, out here, uh, there is a big surge in telehealth. You know, people are uh, online, uh, you know, uh, consultancy, uh, you know, training, and uh, the gym instructors are coming online. The gym equipments are at home instead of going to the gym. They are buying yeah. equipment. Trainers come on. And what's going on with telehealth in India? Yeah, I think it's. I think we are. I think we are slowly adopting it. I think uh, um, we are having a lot of physician consultants right now. Uh, but I think. Uh, I think the it's a it's easy to have a technology which right. supports telehealth, which we already have. I think at some level, but yes. it's the adoption, right? So, yeah. for example, I would believe in India we are all self physicians, right? We know certain level of medicines that we want to take, right? And yeah. um, there's a lot of risk with that. But I'm just saying that the kind of adoption and the way it takes it's going to take some time for it, but. Um, Telehealth is just a small part of it. It's right. the IoT we talked about, right? Like how uh, interconnected this healthcare provide uh, providers come together and right. provide a solution which shifts completely left towards a patient mm-hmm. is the bigger story which I feel is going to change, right? It's yeah. it's not just a interaction with your physician, right? Uh, I can take it a little bit more. I had for just thoughts like. As soon as a physician prescribes a medicine for you, let's say in the morning for afternoon, right? Yeah. If we have a provider for Medicare who accepts your um, insurance instantaneously, mm-hmm. which can trigger mm-hmm. an order to get the medicine, and you mm-hmm. have an ecosystem which is like a supplier, like integrated with the supply chain, who delivers to you the medicine right by the time you have to take that medicine. It's right. a great place to, right? It's yeah. it's it's the evolution that we are looking at. So there's a lot of opportunities and a lot of new areas that we are working with. I think yes. uh, that that is very exciting for me to look at it. Yeah, this is an amazing uh, uh, vision you shared just now. Amazing, truly. Uh, I've I've heard a, a few pitches here in the U.S. Uh, it's coming from some doctors at Harvard. Uh, uh, they've talked about startups like this. They work in pockets, you know, work with insurance and. Uh, the the pharmacy and the doctor and the patient. So, uh, but you you're coming from engineering background. It's 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 very mm-hmm. enchanting to hear that from you. You're this you're thinking like a doctor here, literally. We have to put ourselves in the consumer point of view, right? That's how we look at it. So yeah, it's a. I'm very excited about the future, like the way we are doing the things which we are doing, and I, I think I think uh, uh, it's a good sign that in India also we are doing a lot of new technology trends to what we are looking at it and uh, uh, yeah we have great uh, institutes where a lot of good uh, uh, people are coming out with excitement and knowledge that they want to share so yeah it's a nice space to be in right now yeah what are the hot uh, hotbeds for ai graduates where are the ai graduates coming from in india yeah i think uh, i have got a different trend on this like it's not about the institute it's about the background which I look like a lot of people are doing it um, uh, in uh, IAMDs have it, right? Like in Bangalore, we have a good course for um, AIML. IITs have it. 
there's now a lot of uh, private um, institutions which are driving this so we 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 intend to look at like institutes like indian institute of science who do some right. core research uh, we were looking at graduates from imb who can take this core research and bring it into scale to the market so it's right. going to be a combination of or um, associates from different organizations coming together that's going to help us grow with this but right. uh, yeah i think uh, that's that's how we look at it like uh, even in india we are now uh, evaluating people based on the actual knowledge rather than just from there where uh, we follow similar structure for example for somebody who's joined my or my team as a data scientist he has to go through the same uh, interview process which we do in uh, in our us counterparts there so right. the event scaling is same so that we we get the same output that's the kind of uh, uh, trend that we want to bring in that um, we want to bring it's difficult right it's different cultures the different approaches but we want to bring in uh, the similar kind of benchmarking so that we can achieve similar goals going forward from it awesome so you know uh, to back what you just said a lot of uh, uh, you know top tier investors here they're looking at india to to build startups in ai domain and uh, it's happening in a cross border of uh, you know ventures i am involved in many such cross border ventures with indian institute of science indian institute of technology imb uh, so i i totally uh, know that the talent is on par they are almost catching up because ai institutes were formally declared last year in the us and now you're seeing in india they're getting declared so they're almost happening at the same time ai is definitely a boon and you are at the forefront of this uh, technology in india and the us so so thank you so much for your time any parting uh, parting thoughts uh, you know you want to talk to the audience about uh, you know any general thoughts you have before we take leave yeah i think uh, my my uh, thought process is that um, uh, innovation is a risky business but that is where out of box thinking thinking comes into place and right. that's where we uh, we culture the new ideas that people are thinking and then innovate we will fail it's okay to right. fail but we have to fail fast and learn from that and take it right. forward from that and um, right. ai ml if you are talking specific to that it has gone through that repetitively and right. um, we still have challenges that we want to um, solve and um, find some optimal solutions for it but with the current challenges there are a lot of them a lot of those challenges which we are able to solve now that right. that the merger of uh, technology and uh, uh, cloud and iot and all the things coming together so i feel that um, we are at a very good phase wherein we can take this learning to a scale we can uh, we can make a difference for i'm sorry i'm talking more specific to healthcare because that's where i'm looking at that sure. i feel that there's a huge opportunity for aiml to make a big impact to the healthcare how it is provided and where it is provided so that's where i see us making a huge difference and um, i think it's going to help indirectly the insurance people the the cost reduction in the hospital care that we are providing and better quality of life for the patients at the end so that's how i foresee all these things coming together awesome awesome fantastic uh, so uh, don't be afraid of failure uh, fail fast and learn fast be open to innovation on that note 
thank you so much uttam for uh, coming on the podcast and uh, we wish you all the very best thank you thank you for listening to the podcast 10x hacks for startup and venture success this is your host vida patel i'm bringing you interviews of investors and founders from silicon valley and across the globe this podcast takes a lot of time and effort so please support this by uh, liking and sharing this post and signing up to and subscribing to my podcast and my linkedin page on 10x hacks thank you very much